It's time for Talking Balls with Shane McKenzie and Keith Rice. And here we are, Talking Balls episode nine, my friend. How about, about that? You had to think about it there for a second? No, it was, okay. I paused nine? for dramatic effect. Oh, okay, nine. that's right. Yes. See, I always forget we're recording the podcast, but well, we're, yeah. we're live on Facebook on the Talking Balls Facebook page, so... What's up, Josh? What's up, Matt? Would you? Is it Josh or Maddie? What do you want to go by? Doesn't matter. Maddie. I mean, nobody knows who Josh is. No, right, Maddie. If they say Josh. No, I don't know. We think that's your. Well, Josh Kaplan right? is the other guy. Yeah. Right. Maddie. Maddie. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Maddie. Yeah, Maddie's Maddie. back with us doing the camera work for uh, Facebook Live here on the Talking Balls Facebook page. And uh, how you doing, man? Sorry about your Michigan Wolverines. Oh, what a game that was! What a and what did I say last week? I said if Michigan loses, it's going to be because. They're just exhausted. Not because they're outplayed, not because they're outcoached, not because they're not talented enough, because they're just exhausted. And what happens when your legs get tired? You miss threes. And that's exactly, you know, the entire game. game, I don't know why they kept going to the same thing. And at the end of the game, you're down by one. You got your captain with the ball in his hands with less than 10 seconds to go. That's the situation you want to be in. And he chucks up a three where you've been off all game long and of course it clanks out and the the Cinderella dream is over but great season I mean obviously the crowded house don't dream it's <laughs> over Can you tell him playing the K hits what you know what irritates me about the conference championships in general is just the fact that you know Michigan came in they played four games in four days um, it's not obviously the NCAA's fault that they're not particularly deep but you know you you working with a seven-man rotation or so and you play those four games in four days then you get into the real tournament and just this team was not set up for the long haul and it almost would have been better off had they lost in the second round of the big 10 tournament they would have got about the same seating and then they would have had fresher legs you know so it's like okay this tournament is great no but they won the big 10 is a big deal but would they have made a deeper run had they lost early in in the tournament? You know, I, but also I'm looking at it from a UConn standpoint where they've. It's always like you want your team to get hot in the conference tournament. Yeah, you don't want to sit there getting knocked out in like the opening round of your conference tournament. Then you're like, well, pff, their season's done, right? Uh, but I, I think I'd rather my team stay hot. So I mean, if you look at it, Michigan had a nice run. Uh, it was a heck of a finish, not a, not in your favor, but uh, they took Oregon right down to the Oregon. I'll tell you right now, Oregon's going to beat North Carolina. Okay. Oregon's going to beat North Carolina, and uh, Gonzaga, Gonzaga, South Carolina. I, I who would have? I mean, how South many people out there can say they had South Carolina in the final? Well, fight? how about that defense they're playing? That <laughs> team is playing some serious freaking defense. So talk about getting hot at the right time. I'm taking the I mean, Zags. I, I'm taking. I'm taking Oregon against the Zags for the national. They really national. haven't had a close game. They beat Marquette by twenty. They beat Duke by seven. They beat Baylor by twenty. Then they beat Florida by seven, and now. They're going to beat Gonzaga by 20 if the pattern... So who do you like in that Monday night matchup? Gosh, I I don't think I can pick against South Carolina right now. A 7 seed to make the championship game. Gonzaga, man. They got the... uh, Gonzaga barely... They got the experience. They're finally here. That's another thing. Gonzaga and South Carolina, uh, their first ever Final Four. Oregon... First Final Four since 1939. Yeah. And then you got uh, Carolina. God, I hope they lose. I can't stand Carolina. Get them out. But... In fact... Even I don't mean to cut you off. 
None of these wins are going to matter for North Carolina. Enjoy it now, Tar Heels fans, because I got news for you. The word vacate is going to be is going to be used oh very soon. Boy. Academic scandal is going to come down. Bye bye, North Carolina. Okay, they're going to be. It's coming down eventually. How about the Kentucky fans issuing death threats to the? I didn't um, hear that. Yeah, to the um, to the referees after the North Carolina Kentucky game, and Kentucky's coach tweeted, and it, you know, if I'm a if I'm a Kentucky student right now, and I'm one of the people that that tweeted one of these things, Kentucky's coach, and I don't remember the exact quote, but it was something along the lines of. He said, I've always bragged that we have the classiest fans in the country. Let's act like it. And, you know, if you're one of these guys that sent out this tweet, oh, you're the worst ref ever, I'll kill you, you got to feel like a piece of guy. It's like when your parents say, I'm not mad, I'm just disappointed. You know, that was a very poignant way to just get everybody to chill out. And that's that's the thing with these elite programs that have won so much over the yeah. years, Kentucky, North Carolina, Duke. They're spoiled little I, I don't want to speak for the entire fan base, all all the you know no, all no, the fans. Of course not. But shut all up. All of Duke's fans. Shut up. But... You lost. Deal with it. Yes, your program's elite. Hey, you could put UConn on elite level. They've won four national championships. UConn is on the is, you can see UConn's elite. But, you know, uh, hey, I, I was a long uh, not to go down this road, but I was a long suffering UConn fan back when they were nothing in the uh, late 80s, early 90s. I graduated high school in 1990. That's when they uh, uh, got on. That's when they uh, became, that's when they jumped on the scene and they became good. And, you know, but it was a, it was a struggle. But these freaking fan bases that whine and moan, Kentucky, North Carolina, Duke, you can even put Syracuse in there once in a while. Shut up, please. You know, and again, I'm not speaking for all these fans. I have, I have good friends that uh, are, are loyal fans and they're, they're good fans. But, uh, yeah, I mean, sending death threats to the refs. Yeah, that's stop, the worst. please. I mean, that's, that's the type of thing. I mean, this day and age, you put stuff like that on social media, and that's the type of thing that they can just come and arrest you for. And, yeah. you know, that's Good. on throw, your throw record your ass in forever jail. now. Throw them in the j- Yeah. All right, so, so um, we're, we're getting started here. We're talking a little Final Four. Uh, coming up in a few minutes, I just want to slide this in here quickly. We have... That's what uh, she said. <laughs> oh what? Uh, Rob, this is a Rob, family show. Rob Bradford will be joining us. The Rob Bradford from uh, WEEI. You hear him on Red Sox broadcast with Joe Castiglione. Nice. And uh, you can tell I'm a huge Red Sox fan. So, uh, and I'm a Rob Bradford fan. Rob knows his stuff not only with the Red Sox. He's a huge insider. Uh, he's in tight in the clubhouse and knows everything that's going on. Not only with the Red Sox, but he knows his baseball. So we're going to talk to Rob around six ten. Keep him on for about ten minutes or so. And we'll finish off with a World Series pick from him, which is what Shane and I will do at the end of the podcast. Very good. When we hang up with Rob, we'll do our divisional winners and our World Series pick. But we're not going to go through all that with Rob. First, we'll just... let's make a Final Four pick. All right, so I'm going to go with North Carolina, South Carolina in the national championship game. I oh, think an all-Carolina final. Okay. Yeah. So and you? we'll go ahead and give us your winner then. South Carolina, man. Yeah! I'm going to ride the hot hand go right now. Go Cox! <laughs> That's a cocky that's what, pick. That's, that's what she said. That's a cocky yeah. pick, man. All right. So you? Uh, well, what did I say? Oregon, Gonzaga. Yeah. These are two teams I so really we're going I opposite. like. Yeah. I like. I root for either one. You know, I, Oregon. I love the uniforms. Uh, Stupid Oregon. So it's going to be a ducky. Uh, this final four is just ducky. That was a Facebook status <laughs> wah, I put up on wah, there. Hey. Uh, try the veal. Um, I'm going to go with Gonzaga to be Oregon. Okay. Um, well, I'll be like an all Pacific Number Northwest one seed. That, oh yeah. Look so at you're that. going with an all Carolina final. I'm going with an all and Pacific you're going Northwest. West. Okay. Very cool. Very cool. So what yeah. is your uh, 
What is your actual bracket that you filled out in the beginning? What does that look like right now? Let's talk baseball. Um, oh, all right. <laughs> well, no, it, yeah, I got well, you know, you can in the it. Final Four. That was oh, my oh, only all right, well, my only Final Four well, pick, and I don't have them winning. So right. I, I'm in the 80th percentile right now on ESPN, but I have Are zero you? chance of, oh. of getting any more points. Yeah, so. I had uh, – what was my final? I, I freaking – God, I, my brackets took a beating when um, – <laughs> When uh, I can't remember because I just erased it from my memory. Um, <laughs> I had Kansas losing to Arizona in the final. Okay, which I was oh, excited that's about. right. And, and Oregon beat Kansas. I and... forgot who screwed me first, but it was uh, it happened last week. Arizona lost first in that. Uh, yeah, Arizona. Yeah, they yeah lost the, to Xavier. Yeah, Xavier, which you were high which on I in the said, beginning. I called it last week, even though I didn't want it to happen. I said Xavier's going to beat Arizona. I was yep. stone cold. Yep. Let no God, don't go down the freaking uh, mic and well, mic path. That was is. my stone cold lead pipe lock. Yeah. Well, did I just say that? Oh, you did God. twice, yeah. even. So you you chastised yourself uh, for saying it the first time, and then you went ahead and uh, said it again, which anyway. is so. Yeah, strange. I wanted Arizona to win, but it didn't happen. So yeah, that's where that's where my brackets went downhill with that. Xavier had a heck of a run. Could you imagine if it was South Carolina against Xavier for a? Spot in the championship game seven versus eleven. I mean that would that would have been. Kind it's going to happen one of these years. Remember in two thousand six when George Mason beat UConn to go to the oh, final. Oh yeah, that's UConn right. was a one seed. Yep. Oh, you know, I mean, um, yeah. I mean, we you, can spend a second and talk about the what are the chances that the UConn women don't win the national championship? Really? The, I mean, you want to talk about the UConn ninety nine to one? I'd rather talk uh, about Gino Ariema today. They arrived in Dallas. Okay. And I just saw this. I'm trying to find a way to post it. I didn't have time. I think I. I forgot which social media platform I saw. Gino Ariema picks up a ball from half court. They're, they're playing in Dallas. And I must have had a shoot around today. He just totally picked it up underhand from half court. Flinged swish. it and swish. Oh, wow. Is there anything this guy can't the guy do? walks the walk, talks the Jeez. talk. I like, did you see his little speech the other day? How he was talking about the type of person that he recruits. And um, he doesn't care if you're number one All-American. If you have bad body language on the court. Or if you're sitting there on the sideline and you're not really engaged in the game, you'll never get in the game. And it was, I feel like it was a really poignant speech just in the fact that, you know, you look back and you say, oh, there's so many kids these days that just kind of think they're better than the team and that kind of thing. And he really... He really laid it out there. He's a great, great guy, too. Yeah. And, um, and I met him once. is ringing. So I was very hungover when I met Gino Ariamo. Oh, nice. Okay. That's good times. Yeah. <clears throat> Talking Balls podcast. Hey, it's Rob Bradford. There he is, Rob Bradford. How you doing, man? We're live on the, on the Talking Balls Facebook page. We're recording episode nine. Uh, Rob Bradford, as I said, you can hear him on the Red Sox broadcast. Of course, you can read, read him on uh, WEEI.com. And you can hear him on WEEI. He is all that is WEEI, pretty much. Nice. And uh, yeah, we haven't. Uh, Rob and I haven't had a chance to meet up at twenty guests yet because he's too busy uh, hanging with his BFF Joe Kelly, the uh, new eighth inning guy <laughs> of the Red Sox. <laughs> anyway, Rob, that, I, I that, know you're that, extremely that, busy with the season right around the corner. Good. Thanks for a few That's minutes, man. Yeah, yeah. No how, how you doing? Good, good, you, man. Are, I just I, I just got back from uh, Fort Myers, so. I've never been happy to see dismal forty degree weather. <laughs> I, was ready, I was ready to come back. Yeah, how many times? I got before we get into the Red Sox and, and uh, MLB twenty seventeen and all that stuff. How you know? Because I follow you, you know, obviously on Twitter and Facebook, and you know, I hear you on EEI. How many times a week are you going back and forth between Fort Myers and Boston? Oh, I, I actually so I was down for about two and a half weeks, 
and then he then I uh, I was home for like five days, and then I went back for another two and a half weeks. Yeah, so I'm not really my my family's very patient, and I, I think I, I think I missed about like five significant portions of my kids' lives and this in covering spring training this year. But uh, but they've been through it before, and this one was long though, man. This was this this one was this one was a beast. I, I would have been I would have. I would have been divorced a long time ago. I don't know how you do it. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, it's it's hard to sell like when you're, especially when there's a lot of snow and, and you're sitting in the hot tub trying to tell them how to start the snowblower. It doesn't really go over well. Uh, okay, so um, <laughs> you know, it's got to be tough, but um, we appreciate your hard work. You do a great job for WEI and the Red Sox, and and uh, you. you um, and, and of course, your work with Joe when you're on the broadcast and stuff like that. Let's uh, let's start with the Red Sox since we're up here in Eastern Connecticut. Of course, I'm the Red Sox fan. Shane, my partner, is a big Detroit Tigers fan. So we're gonna start we go. with the Red Sox. Uh, Dave Dombrowski, let me ask. Hey. Let, let me start the question. Do you, do you like do you like Dave Dombrowski? I was a big fan of Dave Dombrowski. Yes, I was sad to see him go. Well, do you think? Do you let me? I, I'm, I'm sorry to start with these questions, but <laughs> do, you, do you did you think that he's used to this type of heat? Do you think he's used to like this type of scrutiny? Absolutely. I, you know he he built that culture in Detroit. He brought Detroit from a team that celebrated when they didn't lose more games than anybody in history. And he brought them to be World Series contenders, and throughout contenders, that time, that's it, contenders. Well, yeah, he never never got them <laughs> over the hump. But I would make the argument that he put the players in place that could have gotten them there, and they got them there. They just didn't perform at the highest level. They got swept twice in the World Series. You know, yeah. it happens when you get there. So, were you happy to but see him go? I was, you know. I like the direction that Avila is kind of taking the team. He's he's a little bit different, but he studied under Dabrowski, so I think we'll see over the next couple of years. If a, I don't know if Avila is necessarily the guy that's going to get him over that hump. Um, well, like I said, this year is going to be kind of a make or break year for the Detroit Tigers. They got an aging core, and if they don't really make a serious run this year, by midway through the season, by the trade deadline, if they're not contending for first place in the Central, I think we're going to see the end of the you know, contention of the Detroit Tigers, unfortunately. All right, Rob, I'm going to sound like one of those annoying Red Sox callers that uh, call WEEI for a <laughs> second, because I was just telling these guys before we signed on here uh, to do Episode 9, I'm getting pissed off. David Price on the DL, Thornburg on the DL, uh, and then, uh, uh, oh my just, god, I, it's freaking yeah. over! <laughs> it's not like Albert from Rhode Island or something. <laughs> but uh, I mean, who else is going to go on the deal? I'm sorry. I mean, I know. Look, we got to load it. I say we. I'm a Red Sox. So the, the Sox are loaded offensively. Uh, I have total confidence. I'm not just saying this because you're tight with Joe Kelly. I like Joe Kelly in that eighth inning role. But what is going on with uh, all these uh, early stints on the DL? Is this something the Red Sox and Red Sox fans got to be worried about early on? Well, d- despite him being a friend of the podcast, I will be the first to say Joe Kelly has to prove it. And 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 this is there should be some uneasiness, I think, coming to the season about this team. And and I think it does start with the bullpen because it was a nice, it would have been a nice idea to have Joe Kelly as an option, as an eighth inning option. But this be real. I mean, th- the master plan was Tyler Thornburg, eventually Carson Smith, Matt Barnes, and then maybe Joe Kelly. And now all of a sudden it's Joe Kelly and nobody else. So I think that that's a very real concern. It should be anyway. And I, I do have a little bit of an uneasy feeling come out of camp. And maybe it's just because it was so extraordinarily long. It was crazy. And you, you just have too much time 
to think about things, and you just can't go that long without having some sort of controversy. But between the bullpen, Hanley's shoulder, you know, the price thing. Now Pomerantz. Pomerantz thing, yeah. yeah. And, yeah, all, and, you know, there's a, there's a lot of question marks with this team right now. Now, i got to ask you, real, Kyle Kendrick, why didn't he make the – I mean, I know they probably still in the back of the – why didn't he make the, the uh, opening day roster? What's the deal with that? Well, because well, one of the problems you're going to have with him is that if you if you bring him up, then you're going to have to clear him through waivers to send him back down. And and so for even for that Pomeranz start, if he makes the Pomeranz start, you don't want to expose him. You don't want to weaken your 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 starting pitching depth. So that was they, this is a guy who they see as a guy who can do the Sean O'Sullivan, which is yeah. go out, make four or five starts, be a key guy keep the team in the game, and, and there's a value to that, especially when you don't have Henry Owens and Brian Johnson, these other guys, doing what they're supposed to be doing. So, yeah. So, I, I think that that's the reason right now. It's sort of a long-term view of things. Hanley Ramirez, uh, with no poppy. Should we be worried about him? I'm hearing whispers that he's he's going to get... Uh, He's gonna he's gonna give uh, Farrell a hard time about playing first base. Is there any truth to that, or what, what do you think is going to happen with Hanley? No, I don't, I don't think he'll give him a hard time playing first base, but his shoulders are all messed up. I mean, that's that's the biggest concern. I don't have a concern so much with Hanley's attitude or, or him wanting to play first base or not wanting to play first base. You know, I, I, I just, his shoulders are bad, and there's a reason why we've gone through all spring training and he still hasn't played the field. This is a guy, if you watch him, he's constantly doing things with his shoulders, whether it's feeling it when he's on the field or having something hooked up to it in the, in the clubhouse. So this is a very real concern, and and if you didn't have Chris Young sitting there and potentially wasting away against lefties, you'd say, fine, Hanley, go DH. But you, you do have Chris Young sitting there. You do have Mitch Moreland, who you don't know what he's going to do against lefties. So I, I had no problem with their master plan about playing Hanley in the field. But I don't think it's an attitude thing. I think it's a physical. All right. Uh, one more Red Sox question, then we'll move on and talk about the MLB and uh kind of walk around the majors and get your uh, point of view and who's who looks strong and um, who could win what division, then we'll eventually get a World Series pick. But I want to know, uh, is um, what was the what was the main bright spot that you took out of spring training when you left Fort Myers going? Uh, one thing that just, that just struck you saying, okay, this is something we could definitely uh, look forward to in 2017 for the Red Sox. Doing a podcast at Twin Peaks. Does that count? <laughs> <laughs> Twin Peaks, I've heard all about that. And yeah, I, I'm familiar yeah. with Southwest Florida. My folks have a place in Marco Island. So, you know, all oh, this yeah. talk, and I've heard more Twin Peaks talk. Let me tell yeah. We should tell Shane what Twin Peaks is. Go ahead, Rob. Upscale Hooters. <laughs> okay, all right. That makes sense. Twin Peaks. But listen, it's, it's a, it's a, it's, if you like cross country skiing and mountaineering and all that. A lot of that in Florida. Yeah, yeah exactly. Well, that's the motif. And. And so what we did was we went there. Joe Kelly and Rick Porcello came over. We pushed two <laughs> tables together. We put a WEI sign up, and we did a podcast. Nice. We got free food and free beer. Wow. So, All right. That's the highlight. <laughs> Why of, are we uh, doing this podcast here in a studio where yeah. we could be? Jeez. Can, can Hall Communications yeah. pay for exactly. the trip? Yes. Jeez. Well, wow, look at that. So, so anyway, that was my personal highlight. But the in terms of in terms of what you saw like on the field and in terms of the 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 actual team. I mean, you look at what the lineup can be. It's going to be a good lineup, even without Ortiz. I don't think there's any way around that. There's going to be a good lineup. And the other thing, I don't know how much you guys have watched Chris Sale pitch, but getting a chance to watch him pitch more than just a couple times is pretty impressive. I mean, it's pretty interesting watching him pitch. 
just the way that he goes about it. Because it's not just rearing back and throwing 95, 96. Like, this guy pitches. And so I think that's going to be a lot of fun this year. But we'll see. You know, it's, you talk about playing in Boston. I, I, Chris Sale, I don't care who it is. I'm not going to say a guy can play in Boston until he faces adversity for the first time. Thank you. See David Price, 2016. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay, let's uh, first let's get your thoughts on the on the AL East. Okay, Shane, okay. let's yeah, go. Yeah. AL East. Uh, any any just what do you think besides the Red Sox? Do you think the Red Sox win that division? Uh, no, because I didn't pick them, so I guess I got to huh? stay by that. And, and so I, I'm actually going with the Blue Jays, and the reason I'm going with the Blue Jays is because number one, I did a book on them like. 13 years ago, so I'm practically <laughs> okay. obligated. Was that at Twin Peaks, too? Did you do that book at Twin Peaks? Yes, yes. <laughs> it, and, and then, uh, but they, 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 you know, Stroman, I think, came out and said it. They have the best starting rotation, and everyone had to go, oh, how can you say that? Well, they might. I mean, they might have the best starting rotation. To me, that's the be-all, end-all. I don't think their bullpen's that great, but I think their lineup is going to be pretty good, so... So I, I just like their starters, and then uh, and then I'll pick the Red Sox second. They'll probably make wild card, but don't sleep on the Orioles either. And I just with the Yankees, it's just the the, the starting pitching just is, to me is just is not good enough. Wow! So going with the Blue Jays without Encarnacion, uh, interesting. All right. Yeah, you know it's a big hit. Like it's you know and I just they really botched that because and the Red Sox I think botched it too. But, you know, he falls at three years, $60 million after they already offered him four years, $80 million. And the reason they couldn't loop back, not only because of Kendrick Morales, but they signed Justin Smoke, who stinks. So, you know, they, they like the Red Sox, I think they boxed in Canarsion. And of all the teams they could have let him go to, they had to let him go to the Indians. Ah, jerks. <laughs> yeah, right. Kidding, huh? <laughs> yeah. I would have picked the Tigers, right? Ex- well, yeah, we'll we'll get to the AL Central in a second. But as far as the East goes, I think I'm still sticking with the Red Sox. I think as a as a fan, you know, you look at a team and get those injuries out of the way early. I'd rather have a bunch of guys on the DL now than you know in September. So I think the the AL East is the Red Sox division to lose at this point. Um, the Blue Jays just. Uh, Batista is is just a head case. Uh, the Orioles aren't aren't going to make a serious run. The Yankees are terrible. That's right, Maddie. Uh, and the Rays are the Rays. Maddie's so our I, Maddie's our camera guy here. I, so. I feel like the Red Sox. It's pretty much their division to lose, even without Big Poppy this year. All right, Ailes. Yeah. Oh, go ahead, go ahead, Rob. No, no, no. I was just going to say, you know, I think that we're too close to the situation because you're right in a lot of respects with the Red Sox. It's it's, you know, the whole David Price and Thornburg and those guys, I mean, they're probably going to be back, and they're probably going to be pitching. So we're reactive right now, but that's what being going into opening day is all about. One more quick uh, Sox thing. Do we see Poppy in June? Does he, does, <laughs> no. does he come back? No. No. <laughs> maybe no. maybe hanging out in the dugout cheering yeah. him on. Now the retires, jer- <laughs> the retires jersey in June. I'm guessing that he's throwing out the first pitch. So once you throw out the first pitch and get your number retired, you can't come there back. That's done. All right, there AL Central. Uh, I think it's pretty safe to say that uh, the Indians are uh, uh, head above uh, head above the class here, right? Yeah, I think the Indians are the best team in the American League, and, and it's not just because they went to the World Series. It's not really because they only because they got in Canastion, but you know, to go to the World Series without your two best pitchers is incredible. And then yeah. you still have that, that bullpen. I mean, it's hard to pick against them because they did it and they got they got better. 
Yeah. And they the way did. Tito utilized Andrew Miller, I mean, geez, he can't, I mean. Yeah, they won't do that again. But still, just having him, it's, I mean, to have that one, too, and, and you know, that's pretty impressive. Well, like I said, Carrasco and Salazar, Salazar didn't even pitch. Yeah, I know. That's incredible. So it sounds like you're, by the, by the sound of it, you like the Indians pretty much winning the American League again. Uh, yeah, well, right now I think they're the best team. I just, you know, who knows what's going to happen. But they, they right now on paper, you know, whatever that means, they're the best team. <laughs> All right, so you don't, give, you don't give a rat's ass about the AOS. Should we just move on to the National League? <laughs> yeah, yeah they, they suck. Astros, uh, I, yeah. Oh, the Astros. Yeah, yeah, the Astros, I, yeah. I, yeah. George no, Springer. I like the Astros. Yeah, sure. George Springer. Here's what I'll say about the AL West. Mike Trout is really good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that too. yeah. All right, that's on record. Mid-season um, trade, Trout goes to the Tigers. Tigers yeah. run away oh, with Jesus. the Central, Please. win the World Series. God. It's great. Um, all right, let's just let's just go on to the National League because uh, we kind of see who you're. We kind of feel who we see who's coming out of the American League. Uh, probably the Indians. Yeah. All right, National League. Any, anything you want to say about the NL East? Oh, Washington I, I, Nationals. I, yeah, they yeah, like they like the, the Vogue pick, and obviously they got the good pitchers. But the Mets, you look at the Mets, and they got better pitchers. And 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 I I, I know I'm simplistic, but I still go with the best starting rotation. And, and I understand what Washington has, but I, I just feel like the Mets are are, are going to do something this year. I don't know why, maybe because I'm not informed enough, but. Still, I think the Mets are going to do something. I would say, you know, by that, I think I'd already know the answer to this question, but you think Matt Harvey is going to come back and live up to the expectations that, that Matt Harvey is going to be that ace pitcher that just shuts every everybody down? You would think so. I mean, he's he's part of that He's part of that insane free agent class year after next. So, you know, you have to get going here, and, and I'm not saying that he wasn't trying last year, but I do think there was a hangover from the year before. And and there's something to be said for that whole going through a full year and pitching that many innings and getting used to it and everything else. I do think that they, he's probably figured some things out. He'll bounce back. And the Mets got a good couple of young arms there, Lugo and uh, that guy's name begins with a G. I can never pronounce it. Uh, just show, I can't say it. Lugo, uh, Lugo was a WBC kid, right? Right, and, but who's who's that yeah. other pitcher? He's because... gonna have a terrible year. <laughs> he, he is, he is like so. You go into that last game, and you've already pitched almost as many innings as anybody in the WBC, and then you're trying to break off like pinpoint sliders in front of a full house on on March 20th. I'm like, see it? I don't, you're not getting on my fancy. <laughs> All right, we're talking to Rob Bradford from WBEI and WBEI.com. A uh, little MLB 2017 preview. So uh, I, I think it's all safe to say. I know Rob just said he likes the Mets, uh, but the Nationals are just, I mean, I think they're they're uh, they're, the, they're the class of that division. But people were saying the same thing going into last season, and they fizzled out. I mean, they had issues in the dugout. I think Bryce Harper is, I, I'm going to say it, he's overrated. He's kind of a prima donna. What? Bryce I mean, Harper? Not, yeah. Yeah, he's Who's over- hurt. Bryce Harper is overrated. Period. Oh, man. Bam. Bam. Okay. Bryce, like oh, that's that's a take if I ever heard one. Bryce like Harper. It. You know the thing, you know the thing with you remember the thing that he had with Papelbon? Yeah. And, you know, obviously it was a bad time, bad place and time to do it, but believe me, it was there was a lot of people who behind the scenes had no problem with Papelbon doing that. And I can't get past that because I think Bryce Harper is, you know, he's 
he's a little bit of eyewash when it comes to like the hustle and the grit and the gut and everything else. You see it happening a lot in sports these days where kids get too much like Johnny Menzel, you know, he's so great as a young, young kid, and everybody's bowing down to him. He's going to be the next big thing. And Bryce Harper is like, I, I'm not going to go so far to say he's the Johnny Menzel of baseball because no. Menzel is a train wreck. But, I, you know, I, th- I think there's a little bit to say there where look, he came up and just everybody's bowing well, down no, to no, him. Well, no, no, no. Look, look, I'll be the first to say he's a hothead, but he's a freaking good hothead. He's a no, talent. He's a good player. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he, he is a he is a punk, and I'm glad Papelbon. I'm glad you know uh, Papelbon pretty much got the best of him there, and I'm I'm glad that happened. But you know I'm not a big Harper fan too. But I man, he is maybe he's it'll amazing. bring him down to earth a little bit. No, yeah. All right, so uh, NL Central. I, I think it's safe to say that nobody's going to give. Well, the the Cardinals could give the Cubs a run, right? I mean, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. We hope. You know, you know the, the thing that could happen with the Cubs is if, if you have the, any of those starting pitching break, pitchers break down. And, you know, they've gotten, you know, much to the chagrin of the Red Sox fans, they've gotten very fortunate with Lester staying really healthy. You've had, you know, Lackey is, I think he's, he's one of the oldest. He's not the oldest because Koji's, Koji's on the Cubs too, and he's older than Lackey. But he's one of the oldest starters, if not the oldest starter in baseball. And, um, you know, and then you have Arietta, who sort of came down, back down to earth. So you have some potential flies in the ointment there. But that trade they made, Wade Davis for Solaire, was a steal, I think. Mm-hmm. Solaire was a, a useless part for them, and they got a legit reliever. Well, you know, if you look at the Red Sox division, the Pirates suck, the Brewers blow. Uh, I mean, you know, and the Reds, forget the freaking Reds. So it's going to come down to the Cardinals and Cubs. I mean, St. Yeah. Louis added Dexter Fowler. Uh, they got a good – I like their lineup. And if Wainwright comes back, because uh, I could see Adam Wainwright making a turning it right around from last yeah. year, uh, the rotation. Michael Walk has got to turn things around. Lance, I, you know, they got a good manager. Uh, does, does everyone agree that uh, you know that Matheny's a, de- yeah, a good manager? Yeah, yeah, they're, and they're in it every year. I mean, you can't discount that. It's the same thing with the Orioles. You know, every every year we would say, "Oh, they're not good enough. They're not good enough." But they're always around. Yep. So I classify the Cardinals sort of under that umbrella. All right, so. We're pretty much all in agreement. Cubs and L Central, yeah, yeah, sure. All right, yeah. NL West. Uh, I think it's going to come down to Giants or Dodgers. I like to. Th- I'm going to go right on the record and say right now, Arizona, Tori Lavula. I'm not just saying because Tori Lavula. <laughs> Arizona is going to be my surprise making the playoffs. Okay, this year. I don't think they're going to go all the. You know, not going to oh, make the playoffs. Really, Arizona wow. making the playoffs this year. Wow, they have to. Taiwan Walker has to step up for them. Yep. yep. Yeah. Well. I'm not going to go down that road, and I think Tory's great. It's going to be great for them, but I think it's still a work in progress there. And, and you, you talk about you know guys like guys who are around here are good guys. The Dodgers having Rich Hill. I mean, that's you, I, I I would love to see Rich Hill pitch even 180 innings because I think if he, he did that, he would be coming close to Cy Young. He's he's been that good. He's 36 huh? though, right? It, yeah. Well, that's the thing is that, but when he pitches, he's awesome. It's just, can he get by without the blister, without this or without yeah. that? But he, uh, this, he's 36, but the way that you can look at it, and I think the Dodgers did some studies to look at it actually this way, at least this is what his agent told me, which is he's basically thrown the, the equivalent of a pitcher of about 30 years old. And, you know, I buy into that a little bit, so we'll see. All right, so uh, I think the Giants are winning that division. Shane? You know, I... 
Last year was the every other year thing. They should have won the World Series. They're winning last it in the year, odd year. Didn't. Yep. Yeah, maybe they'll maybe they'll make that run in the odd year this year. But yeah, I think that's a two team division between the Dodgers and the Giants. And the Dodgers are you know that team that's really good on paper, but they haven't really gelled to live up to their expectations. So yeah, I'm going to agree and say the Giants win the NL West this year. Rob, Ooh. what do you like, Rob? Dodgers. Dodgers. Dodgers, Dodgers. You've been reading too much Sports Illustrated. They're going with Dodgers, <laughs> Indians. Well, I'm not like one of these guys who buys like the Athlon that's printed in like November. <laughs> you know, when I was a kid, I did, but not anymore. Now, Dodgers will be there. I like Dave Roberts. I mean, uh, he definitely proved himself in his first year as manager. Um, all right, well, I know we kept you a little longer than we said, so uh, why don't we just go ahead and all three of us do our World Series. World series? You want to do that? Rob, who's, sure. uh, who's in the World Series and who's winning it? Trying to remember who I picked now. Oh, come on. Oh, man. I, I totally forget who I picked. Um, Indians? It's not the Cubs. I would never pick the Cubs. It's not the. You know, I, I'll go with the Indians because I just think that, on, you know, oh. this is what we're, we're living on paper right now, right? We're living on the facts. We're living on that thin, waxy paper that comes out of a fax machine. <laughs> and, and, that's, and that's what we have to rely on. And so on that. On that sort of papyrus, I am saying that the Indians are the best team. And who are they beating? I'll say the Dodgers, Ooh, just because Rich Dale right. is going to pitch like 280 innings and they'll be <laughs> awesome. A lot of Red Sox connections there. Okay, yeah, he's got yeah. Cleveland over the Dodgers. Shane, go ahead. I'm going to go. I'm going to say the Cleveland Indians went above expectations last year and everything went right down the stretch, and that's not going to happen for them this year. Detroit will win the Central, and they'll have – Listen, their owner passed away in the offseason. They're on a mission this year to win one for Mr. I, and they're going to do that this year. And the Detroit Tigers are going to get vengeance, and they're going to sweep the St. Louis Cardinals in the World Series. Oh, so it's a little... Because because when you're because when they're the game is on the line, the first thing they're thinking of is their owner dying. Of course. Wait wait. Hello. And Anibal Sanchez is going to get the MVP. He's in right? the bullpen. I'm not worried about yeah, him. Right. He'll come out of nowhere. He'll pitch they, six shutout innings in the World they, Series they in relief. Mike Pelfrey today, so we Ooh, don't have Mike to worry Pelfrey. about that guy okay. anymore. So it's going to be revenge from 2006. Yes. Tigers over the Cardinals. All right. <laughs> well, I'm going with the Houston Astros over the Washington Nationals in the World Series. Oh, I like wow. that. I know it's kind of a sexy pick, and a Astros, lot of people, some huh? people are jumping on the. I think this is the year the Astros put it all together. Okay. Altuve, Springer, uh, Dallas Keuchel bounces back, yep. and then uh, Nationals. Well, we all know Dusty Baker's not the the greatest postseason manager. He'll get him to the brink, and uh, I, I like the Astros over the Nats. And I'll say, and, 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 and scouts everywhere will cringe. <laughs> <laughs> Rob, we appreciate it, man. We know you're uh, tight for time, so uh, thanks for jumping on with us. Anytime, guys. I appreciate it. I'll talk to you later. All thanks, right, Rob. Thanks. Rob Bradford, WEEI and WEEI.com. So uh, there you have it. We did our World Series picks. Uh, Matt, oh, Maddie. Maddie, Maddie you got what it. Come do you on. got over there? Jump on there. Just shout it out. Lean into that microphone into the right there in front of you. I would love to say the Yankees, but that's not going to happen. <laughs> Go ahead. He said the Tigers. <laughs> Tigers have a better shot I'm than the Yankees. I'm going to say Yankees with, like, maybe a wild card, but I do like the Indians for a pick, to be oh, honest. I think okay. back last year, they got all the way there. Tito's a hell of a manager. So you're going Indians over who? Indians over... You're screwing up your camera job here, but uh, don't worry about it. Okay. <laughs> you know, as long as you keep it on the Red Sox sweatshirt. Indians, <coughs> Dodgers. All right. Okay. Sports Illustrated right. pick. There so you you're kind of going Rob Bradford. Uh, yeah. uh, that's a good pick. Yeah. So you said Tigers over St. Louis? Yeah. 
hey, listen, if it happens, it's all about I'm taking a chances. I get yeah. yeah. If it doesn't happen, everybody will forget that I, I want to pick that. the Red Sox. You don't yeah. see me picking the Red no, Sox. No. You didn't pick the yeah. – I'm kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> shit. All right. So that, that would Win be – Win one for Mr. I. Wolfie's right. It would make more of a – Exactly. I, if, I'm, if I'm right, I'm going back to episode nine in October and just playing that over and over again. I so badly – and I uh, nobody uh, – I, I texted you. I don't think you texted me back. I was so proud of myself <laughs> about Xavier over Arizona. Oh, yeah. Even yeah. though it broke my freaking bracket, I was excited about yep. that. I think I did text And I think I got so excited I even posted on the damn Talking Balls Facebook page. Nobody gave a shit, which I don't – I didn't didn't expect anybody to give a shit. (laughs) uh, Oh, that's when you text me shortly after Michigan had lost, and I was pretty irritated. I know. You didn't text me. And I didn't text anybody No, I actually didn't text you after they lost. I did text you before they played. But the Xavier game was was that Uh, same night, and I I was just – Speaking of text, I sent you good luck before before the Michigan-Oregon game. And you said something. You, said you some, jinxed it. No, you said something like it's not about luck. What do you mean by that? <laughs> I did. It's I like mean, you're wishing your team luck. Meaning, oh yeah, they right. had the skill to win the game. I was, con- oh, no, I was overconfident going right, in. Go. All right, I, see. I was going to say, I, I thought they could have won that game. I was they never, never doubting their skill. They should have um, won that. But like I said, their their legs, they just they couldn't do the it. Legs. Anymore. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Is there anything else we need to add here? Uh, Unfortunately, we don't have more time to really break down. I don't think people want to hear in you know in depth breakdown of yeah. Our f- I mean, we're getting down to the please. We're not the as NBA much as I love fantasy NHL. sports. We're not doing a fantasy baseball. No, oh no, we should mention. Glad you mentioned NHL. We're not getting into hockey because well, we could eventually in the playoffs. But NBA, I just got to say one thing. My Boston Celtics. I know they lost last night. Place. Yeah, well, they're tied with Cleveland for top seed in the East. Yeah. And hey, the playoffs, look, you think what you think I'm going to go all, hey, Celtic, Celtic, Celtic. Roll out the nut boats. I will, I will tell you this. <laughs> I will tell you this. Playoffs are a different story. Oh, yeah. So as much as I'm very excited, we could get home court. LeBron is a monster in the playoffs. Yeah. You know, I'm a sports fan. I follow what's going on. But God almighty, I would love to get home court. And it'd be, Isaiah's playing his ass off. Yep. But they, Isaiah needs help. Not just rebounding. He needs another score. Celtics lost a tough one in Milwaukee at home. It's going to come down to, I think, it should come down to Celtics-Cleveland. But I will not say, I will not say, I will say this. I will not be surprised if the Celtics get knocked off in, like, round two. Okay. Because it could go either way. They could get really hot. But that home court is huge. How about Russell Westbrook? What did he score, 57 uh, points last you know, night in a triple-double? I don't care if he scores 100 or 70 like that freaking Booker guy from Phoenix who, <laughs> go ahead. That's a whole, oh, we, should spend, <laughs> we could spend an entire podcast on that. Who? Devin, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Devin Booker, who the Celtics probably could have drafted, scored 70 points last Friday night yep. at the Garden against. And they, they freaking got blown out. And this is the society we live in now. All right, the kid's young. I can see the Phoenix coach Earl Watson trying to build camaraderie and all yeah. that. He's posing, celebrating. I scored 70 points. But Hello, you, you just got blown out of the Garden. Yeah. What, uh, it makes, oh, whatever. That but, goes uh, completely the opposite of the Gino Ariema talk that we were having a little yeah. bit earlier. It's... It, you know the team is bigger than the individual, and when you act like that after a loss, yeah, it it really tells something about you as a person. Right, and I know you really wanted to break down the women's final four. Uh, sorry, UConn just ran wins. out of time. Yeah, yeah we can't break that. I want We know UConn's going to moment win. of silence for the end of the Detroit Red Wings playoff streak. Twenty five yeah, years right in with a the, row. With the Bruins, man, Bruins they didn't make, make it, it this year, and uh, I mean that's one of the longest moment of silence. In sports. There you have it. Okay. Well, the Bruins are awful right now, too, so yeah. it makes you feel any better. But you know what? We are entering not just – oh, we're so pumped for baseball. Monday yep. is the big day. Well, Sunday night, Cardinals-Cubs. Yep. But then you have NBA, NHL playoffs. So 
it's about to pick up again. We hit a little dead zone as we wait for the final four. But uh, on behalf of Shane Maddy and myself, we have so much to talk about. I can't believe this. We're just completing our ninth episode. Yeah. Well, we took a little break there. Yep. But uh, we came back. You got another amazing guest with Rob right there. He really broke everything down in the Thank in you, the majors Rob. for us. That was awesome to have him on. Uh, anything else you guys like to add for episode nine? Maddie? That's it. They can't hear you shake your head, Maddie. You have to well, I don't say blame something. him. He's on the camera. He's, uh, <laughs> I think I'm all set for this. All right. Okay. We got Maddie a mic now, so he could jump on whatever he wants. Yeah, you don't have absolutely. to do the camera, man. You could always jump on. So. Okay. Uh, kill his mic. <laughs> right. I was surprised they uh, made Severino. That's great, Maddie. Okay. Um, <laughs> Severino. So Talking Balls, episode number nine is in the books. supposed to be good. Oh, sorry. We're you can up. follow us on Twitter, at Talking Balls Pod. You can email us, talkingballspodcast at gmail.com. On Facebook, Talking Balls Podcast, any of those different ways. Uh, if you have a question for us, you got something you want us to address, hit us up on the social media, and we'll uh, talk to you next week for episode number 10. Hey!